You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, Heavenly Father, it is us, your little children. Thanking you, Father, praising you, adoring you, worshiping you for being who you are, for doing the things you do. We come to say thank you this morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you for last night's sleep. Thanking you, Heavenly Father, for waking us up this new day that you have made. For placing our human spirits in our mortal bodies one more time. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for not dealing with us and treating us as our sins deserve, but for being merciful, for being kind, for being patient, for being long-suffering. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. Father, as your people are gathering at various times and various seasons, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will speak to me, speak through me, and speak for me. Words that will strengthen us, the body of Christ. Words that will encourage us. Words that will enlighten us that we may grow closer to you, Heavenly Father. Again, we thank you. We appreciate you. We praise and we honor you for being who you are and for doing what you do. 
Forgive us, Father, of any sins that we have committed against you as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Help us, Father, to grow stronger and grow taller and grow higher in you and in your good, pleasing and perfect will. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Children of God, we do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do thank God for each of you. We pray that all is well with you this beautiful day here in Eastern North Carolina in the United States of America. Uh, God has been good to us, children of God, whether we see it, whether we recognize it, whether we own up to it. God has been very good to us and he is worthy of all praise, all glory, and all honor. Children of God, we're going to take a look at the book of Proverbs chapter 14 with a special focus on verse 22. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 22, from the New International Version, Solomon writes to us, Do not those who plot evil go astray, but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. Praise the living God. We're going to work from a topic today, those who plot evil. Those who plot evil. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, again, we thank you, we reverence you, we respect you, we honor you. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Father, we want to keep silent. And we want your spirit to speak, your spirit to unction, to encourage. Speak to us, Father. Speak through us. Speak for us. That the only voice that is heard for the next few minutes be your voice as he speaks to your children. We thank you, Father. We are touching and agreeing, asking in the spirit and in the name of your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We count these things done in his most precious name. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. Those who plot evil. A little while ago, children of God, I was communing with the Lord. And the Lord dealt with me in regards to something uh, that should be a blessing to his people throughout the world. Lord said to me, Robert, he said, my people 
often spend too much time thinking about those that they don't need to be thinking about. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Oftentimes, my brother and my sister, we are thinking about people, places, and things that we don't need to be thinking about. Oftentimes, we are worried about people, places, and things that we don't need to be worried about. The Lord said that those who plot evil, you don't need to worry about them. You don't need to waste your time thinking about them. I said, well, Lord, why? And he took me to Psalms chapter 1 and verse 4. Now, I talked in verses 1 through 3 about the blessed man, the blessed woman, blessed, the Bible says in Psalms 1 and 1, blessed in the one is the one who doesn't walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. God shares with us how to be blessed and the characteristics and the attributes of the blessed. But then he tells us here in verse 4, in regards to the wicked, he says, they are like chaff that blows away. So God said, Robert, you don't want to spend a lot of time, energy, and effort. You And what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now is when I take my socks off. When I take my socks off, you know, oftentimes I have dry skin on my feet. And chaff or dry skin or dried, it just kind of flakes off. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that chaff. When I take my socks off, clean my feet and put on fresh socks, I don't think about the chaff, the the, the chafed skin that, that just peels off and just a dead skin that is, I don't think about it. Well, God is letting us to know that that's how the wicked are. Some of us are thinking about the wicked and worried about the wicked and trying to. And God said, look, they are. God said, not so with the wicked. They are like chaff. They are like dead skin. I want to encourage you, my brother. I encourage you, my sister. I don't know what country you in, what nation you are in, but your enemies and the wicked people in your neighborhood, in your community, don't spend a lot of time worrying and a lot of energy and a lot of effort, God says they are like chaff. They are like chaff. Wicked men and wicked women, they are, you know, thing about chaff is it's dead skin. It's dead skin. It comes off right off my feet. I'm, I'm dealing right with my feet. It's just dead skin. Well, the chaff Wicked men and wicked women, they are like chaff in one sense because they are dead. They are not connected with God, the giver and the the creator of life. So they are dead. Well, look at their end. The Bible says not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Our enemies, wicked men, wicked women, they, they will soon blow Away, they are dead and they will blow away. See, therefore, look at verse five the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, focus your attention on righteous on those of us who are trying to live and those of us who are trying to do what God said. Don't get sidetracked by spending precious time, precious energy, and precious effort on the wicked. They are going to dry up and blow away. Your enemies, my enemies, those who are trying to harm us, those who are trying to hurt us, those who are backbiting against us, those who are gossiping against us, those who are speaking evilly, they will dry up like chaff 
and blow away. I don't spend a lot of time. I, I don't even know what happened to the chaff. I took, I think I took my socks off yesterday and some, saw some chaff come off my foot. I'm not thinking about it today. I'm not, I'm not worried about where it went and worried about what it's doing. I'm not even thinking about it other than uh, in the parable that God is giving to me to share with, with you all. Well, this is how God wants us to do in regards to the wicked. Wicked men and women, those who, who plot evil. Listen. Understand this under the sound of my voice. We have been given minds by our creator, just like we have been given spirit. We have been given soul and in part of our soul is our mind and our thoughts and all that. We have been given a body. Our creator, God is speaking in my spirit now. He says, Robert, I have not given you all any part to use for evil. I have not given you a spirit to use to connect with demons in the spiritual realm. I have not given you a soul to think and to plot and to plan evil. I have not given you a body, say after the Lord, to perform and to do evil. So God has given us these parts to do good. So when evil men and evil women are planning and plotting that which is uh which is not good, that which is not right, they are using their bodies, their minds, their spirits in the wrong way. May you and I not use the parts that God has given us in the wrong way. When we think evil, God said, Robert, in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord. God says, when you think evil, whether it be of your neighbor, whether it be of your, your uh, environment, whether it be of your God, you are using your mind wrong. When we do evil, we do evil with our bodies. God says, you are using your body wrong. God said, Robin, in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord. When you speak evil, God says you are using your mouth. You are using your tongue wrong. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. God is going to judge us based on how we have used the things that he has given us. How we have used the spirit that God has given us. How we have ordered the breath of life. How we have used the soul our thoughts, our will, our emotion that God has given us. God said, I'm even going to judge you, Robert, based on how you have used your body, spirit, soul, and body. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. May we use the parts, the things that God has given us in a way that is pleasing in his sight. That's not the case with the wicked. They constantly and continuously use the things that God has given them in the wrong way. Now, and God says, bring it to the natural, Robert. Those of us that are parents, if we have children, sons, daughters that are, are old enough to drive a vehicle, and say one of our sons or daughters has to has a job, you know, and they need to get back and forth to their job to work and make money and be taught responsibility. So we purchase them a vehicle to drive back and forth to work. But suppose our son or our daughter is taking that vehicle. And instead of driving to work, they are going to see their boyfriend or girlfriend they are cutting school and driving uh, their so-called friends to different places and just basically using the vehicle in ways that we did not agree upon in the beginning and in ways that we are not pleased with as parents. What is one of the first things 
we will do after rebuking them. Take the keys or take that vehicle back. Why? Because they did not use the vehicle for the purpose it was intended. Well, that in essence is what God does with humanity. We have been created to serve and to worship the true and living God. We have been placed in these physical bodies that we might carry out good works that God had in an advance for you and for me to do. And if we do not use these bodies, if we do not use these minds and spirits and so and these parts that God has given us properly, then just as we would take that vehicle back from a wayward son or a wayward daughter, God is going to have to take back his life from us. May you and I use what God has given us properly. And what the Lord is flashing in my spirit now is John the Baptist's father. John the Baptist was a great man of God in scripture. He had a great destiny. John the Baptist's father was a priest and was serving his duties and doing his duties as a priest. When an angel of the Lord visited John the Baptist's father and was letting him know the great things that God was going to do in his family and do with his son and, and j just do in his life. And John the Baptist's father had some doubts and some questions, some unbelief about what he was hearing. And the angel had to let him know, I am Gabriel. You know, I stand in the presence of God. And the angel, in essence, told him, until these things happen, from, from right now, until these things happen, you will be unable to speak. Angel shut him up right then and right there. That doubt, unbelief, doubting God's servants, doubting God. The angel told him, until these things happen, you will be unable to speak. Angel shut him up. John the Baptist's father could not talk again until John the Baptist was born and situations reached their appointed time. Why did John the Baptist's father have to be shut up like that? Because he was using his tongue wrongly. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May God not have to shut us up behind using these tongues wrongly. We can only use these tongues in one or two ways. We can use them to speak as an oracle of God or to speak right, or we can use them as an oracle of Satan to speak wrong. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we use these tongues to speak life. May we use these tongues as oracles of God. In other words, may we use these tongues to speak for God in the earth. A lot of you are going to be shocked on judgment as to who you were using, who you were using your tongue for. You just thought you were talking, you know, freedom of speech. I didn't realize a lot of you are using your tongues to speak for the devil. Don't even realize that you can use your tongue to speak for the devil. He's not going to tell you that you're using your tongue to speak for him. God is the one that will tell you the truth about things because God speaks truth. Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. God will use you and tell you I'm using you. God will use you and tell you that it is him speaking to you and that it, that it is him that wants you to speak to his people. Satan will have you speaking to, to God's people and you won't even know that you're being used by the devil unless God reveals it. And, and the Lord is bringing in my spirit now, Ananias and Sapphira. These were two members of the early church that Satan had jumped into. 
The saints were selling land and selling property and taking all of the money that they received and they were laying it at the apostles' feet, which was a show that they were contributing everything. Ananias and Sapphira, husband and wife team, they allowed Satan to jump into them. They sold a piece of property and kept back some of the money. They brought the rest and laid it at the apostles' feet as if they were bringing everything. And Peter asked a question, you know, because they thought they were fooling God's servant. They thought they, they thought they were. And Peter said, how is it that you have allowed Satan to so fill your heart? You know, how, but Peter said, how, how do you let the devil jump in you like this? Ananias died on the spot. Well, Sapphira came in sometime later, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, is this the price you received for the land? Sapphira said, yes. Satan said, how is it that you have let Satan so fill your heart? You have not lied to men, but you have lied to the Holy Spirit. And she dropped dead as well. It wasn't Satan that let this husband and wife know that they were being used by Satan, but it was the apostle under the unction of the Holy Spirit that let these two know Satan has jumped in you. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? Satan jump in people, in and out of people. I see it every day. You know, when we do evil, Satan has jumped in us. Anytime we are doing evil, we know we are doing evil, the, the devil has jumped inside of you and dumped, jumped, jumped inside of me. Satan had filled these believers' heart to the place. They didn't take they didn't take back, and I've seen individuals take back complete offerings and feel like they are doing right. They just took back a part of their offering. It doesn't even the Bible doesn't even say it was much. They just took back a part. Peter said, How is it that Satan has so filled your heart? I see it every day, my brother. And my sister Satan jumping people, they're thinking they are doing something special. They are thinking they are doing just fine. And all the while, they are being led astray by their adversary. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we not be led astray by the adversary. In the mighty name of Jesus. These, and they just said a little part. They took back and kept back for themselves. Peter said, wasn't the property yours before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? And they the husband had dropped dead earlier and the wife dropped dead later. So I encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my, my sister, and the Lord is dealing with me now. And look at the topic that God has given us this morning. Those who plot evil. What was the problem with Ananias and Sapphira? They plotted evil. They plotted evil. They plotted to hold back a portion of the money, bring the rest of it and make it seem to try to make it seem like they were giving all to the work of God when in reality. They had held back. Some of you on the sound of my voice are holding back. My prayer is that you will let God have what is God's. You keep what God is telling you to keep, but you give what God is telling you to give. Anything other than that is plotting evil. God tell you to give an offering, you hold it back. You have just plotted evil. God tell you to get up and go to church. You, you, you lay in the bed and sleep. You have just plotted evil. 
God tell me to preach and teach his word and I refuse to preach and teach his word, I have just plotted evil. So we want to be mindful, children of God. We want to be cognizant and strive diligently not to plot evil. God is, is constantly working on you, constantly working on me, trying to get us not to plot evil. When the Holy Spirit tell us to do something, and we decide we're going to go another way, guess what we have just done? Plotted evil. Those who plot evil, all right, so, so now the question is, what is the end game? What is the end result of those who plot evil? Look at what the Bible says. Do not those who plot evil go astray. individuals, black, white, rich, poor, young, old, male, female, that plot evil. Just the plot. Doesn't even say they carried it out. But the plot of evil, you and I are already on the wrong path. And we're going and being on the wrong path will end you and I up in the wrong place. Okay, but the Bible says, do not those who plot evil, just plot. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking, I'm going to do some evil. They go astray. You end, you end up astray. I guarantee you, my brother, and guarantee you, my sister, plotting evil, whatever it is, will end you and I up in a place that is not desirable. It will end you and I up in a place that we wish we hadn't gone. Just plotting. Do not but Solomon asked a question. Solomon said, I'm asking. I'm asking. Because do you think that plotting evil is gonna have you and I end up in a good place? Plotting evil is gonna have you and I end up in a righteous place. Solomon asked a question. Do not those who plot evil, you don't end up in a good place. You don't end up in a place where at the end you're saying, thank you, Lord. Uh-uh. When you and I plot evil, we end up being led astray. We end up finding out at the end of the day, we have been tricked. We have been bamboozled. We have been deceived. Ananias and Sapphire keeping that money back, thinking that they, you know, gonna have a little extra money. They, they got to give the money to the apostles. Why they got to give the money? Giving the money to the apostles was symbolic of giving the money to God. They decided, no, we can keep, we'll keep back a little something for ourselves. Why we got to give it to him? For? And both of them end up dead. Dead. The husband and the wife ended up David, Peter told him, say, you, you, you haven't lied to men. See, that's the mistake that some of you all make. You think dealing with us as apostles, even with our flaws, with our weaknesses, with our sins, some of you think you're dealing with just men and you get yourself in trouble. This is what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. They thought they just they were just lying to men. They, we just lied. Ah, Peter, you just a man just like us. Yeah, you know, Paul. Ah, uh, uh, Peter said, "You you haven't lied to men. You the way you have done us as God's representatives, that you have done it to God." And Ananias dropped dead. Sapphira came in a few hours later, didn't even know what had happened. She came in with the same nonsense that Ananias was talking, and she dropped dead. They wrapped them up, took them out, and they buried them. You go out in the community, and the Lord is bringing this in my, in my spirit, and you just start dealing with a police officer just like he's a man. We know he is a man, but we also I hopefully have sense enough. And this is a problem that many of us as African-Americans don't have. I hope we do uh, 
understand that he's not just a man. She's not just a woman. They are agents of the state. You go out and just going to treat him just like a man and don't realize he has a nine millimeter gun on his waist that he can shoot you with or handcuffs that he can put on you or, or a blackjack that he can bust you upside the head. He is an agent of wrath for those who don't treat him or her properly. Now, he's an agent to do you good if you do the right thing, just like your pastor, just like your apostle. I'm an agent to do you good if you do the right thing. But when you go astray, God will use him as an agent of wrath. Here was Peter. Now, the Ananias and Sapphira, who had been faithful members of the congregation, faithful contributors of the congregation, now here he is. Peter has to announce death to both of them. He has to announce that these same members of the congregation that had been faithful, now Peter got announced, you and your wife going to die. An agent to do you good when you do the right thing, an agent of wrath when you do the wrong thing. Me and police, you know, most every, you know, some of the times I'm in countries around the world, I see pol police as agents to do me good. Why? Because I'm going to try to treat them the way they are with respect, the way they are supposed to be treated. See, they're agents do you good or they can be agents of wrath romans let you to know it depends on you anywhere i go in the world if i'm in a jam i go to the police i've been in countries you know people think police are corrupt the police are this the police are that our apostle don't call the police i'm like what you mean don't call the police the law is for lawbreakers i will call the police and they have treated me well in many countries throughout the world. But we have to make sure that we treat and respond to them well. Peter wouldn't have had to announce death to uh, Ananias and Sapphira if they hadn't held that money back. If they hadn't tried to lie to the Holy Spirit. Peter wouldn't have had to announce that Ananias, you are going to die. Sapphira, you are going, just like your husband, you are going to die. You, you think you, you just lied to men. Paul Peter said, your problem is you just, you think you are dealing with just regular men. Peter said, you haven't lied just to men. You have lied to the Holy Spirit. And that is a result that Satan has gotten into your heart. You plotted evil. Now you have to die. And both of them died. Those who plot evil. So I encourage you, my brother. Encourage you, my sister. You and I, we have a responsibility when evil comes into our mind. Now, evil comes to your mind. Evil comes to my mind. Evil presents itself to you. Evil presents itself to me. But we have a responsibility. And I'm hearing God in my spirit speak. He said, Robert, I have instructed my people to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. In other words, when you and I know that that thought, that plan, that desire is not from God. We are supposed to cast it down. We're supposed to get that mess out of our mind. When, Anna, when, when Ananias had the thought to keep back money that was supposed to be earmarked to God, he was supposed to cast that down immediately. When Sapphira it came in her mind to keep back and to lie to God's apostle and lie to, she should have cast that thought down. But because they didn't, because they didn't cast down an evil imagination that they should have cast down, it ended up costing them 
their lives. Father, help us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You have told us in your word to bring every thought into subjection, into obedience. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Ananias and Sapphira plotted evil and died on the spot. May that not be your portion. May that not be my portion in the name of Jesus. Those who plot evil go astray. Ananias and Sapphira plotted evil and it ended up costing them their life. It ended up taking them astray, ended up taking them away from what God wanted for them and what God had for them and what God wanted. It, it took them away. The thing that gets me, see, sometimes, and the Lord says, share this with my people, Rob, because there'll be some that will get it. A lot of times you and I will not see clearly when the evil plot has led us astray. But a lot of times you and I will see clearly when the punishment for that evil plot is revealed. Ah, a lot of times, you know, the evil plot, you know, we just going on, just doing it. Can't see, can't see, can't see. Act like sometimes. But then when the punishment gets dropped, oh, we can see that. See, you can see when God had to take something or had to, you know, uh, uh, take something back or had that. We can see that, but you couldn't see that evil plot that you've been operating in all this time, Ananias. Sapphira, you couldn't, you couldn't see that that was evil, uh, holding back that money and in line to God's apostle, you, you, in line to the Holy Spirit. You couldn't see that was wrong. But now that the punishment has been meted out, now you can, you can see that you did. You can see that you lost your wife or you lost your husband or you lost. You can see all oh, you got. So you can see that, huh? Well, see that evil plan with the same clarity that you can see the punishment from God for that evil plan. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus Christ. See the evil plot. Don't just see how, how 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 we have been led astray. See the evil plot. Well, Solomon says to us, but those who plan what is good. By encouragement to you. My brother, my sister, my encouragement to me, because the Holy Spirit is talking to me this morning too. Let us plan what is good. Because if we plan what is good, we'll find love. We'll find faithfulness. We'll find God, good, pleasing, and perfect will. What are you plotting, my brother? What are you plotting, my sister? What are we plotting? What are we planning? What, what, what? God deals with our plans. It's not always what we have done that God deals with, because God already knows. That if we plan the right thing, we will end up with the right thing. All we got to do is plan something crazy, plan something wrong. And we, and God already knows what's going to happen to us. We're going to end up going astray. We're going to end up in the wrong place. Look at look at these two scriptures. Now, we're about to close. It's both talking about plans or plots. A plot is a plan. All right? It's what we what we have in, in, in mind to do. So we can plan what is evil and go astray. Just planning, not not saying that we've carried it out, not saying that we are uh, just planning it. 
the mere fact that you and I are planning evil, we are already going astray. We are already using our minds, using our consciousness, you in a way that God is not pleased with. We already, you already on wrong. We already on wrong, on the wrong track. What? Scripture says those who plan what is good. Doesn't say we carry it out. You know, David had planned to build a temple, a marvelous temple for God. David just loved God so deep, planned to build a magnificent temple, get, getting things together. And the prophet had to tell him that God said, because you've shed so much blood, you, you're not going to be the one to build a temple. So what David was able to do was gather items, gather all kinds of things for this same Solomon that we're reading about today. For him to build the temple. David, the Lord has said, no, you, you shed too much blood. You know, you're not going to be the one to build me a temple. But your son Solomon. Well, what did David do? David just planned. He just, he, it was his plan to build God a temple. And as a result, God blessed him. So when we plan, when we just plan, just start planning, we might not carry it out. The vision might not manifest in our life, but we're planning to do something good. We find love. We find faithfulness. But when we plan evil, when we plot evil, we end up going astray and end up in a place that we wish we had not. So I encourage us, children of God, let us plan what is good. See, let us just just plan, meditate. You go back to Psalms chapter one. The psalmist said, "Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way." that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, watch this, and who meditates on his law day and night. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, encourage myself. You know, may we meditate on the law of God. A lot of times, you know, we want to meditate on television. We want to meditate on the lust of the flesh. We want to meditate on the pride of life. God is saying, meditate on my law. Think about my law. Think about my word. Think, think about think. what we are meditating on will determine where we go. We meditate on the law of God and go higher and deeper in God's law. We can meditate on the lust of the flesh. May we meditate on the law of God, both day and night. What will God do as a result of that type of meditation? That person will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. In other words, when we're meditating on God's law, when blessings are to come to us, they will come on time. They will come during the appointed time. See, when we don't meditate on God's law, God have to hold back blessings. God might have planned to give the blessing to you or to me in 20, 2021, but because we are not meditating on his law, not meditating on his word, not meditating on his will, God said, I got to hold the blessing back to 2025. Meditating on God's law day and night will cause you and me to yield our fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. God and whatever they do prospers. Reason why some of our plans are not working, some of our ideas, some of our, God say not meditating on the right thing. 
when we start meditating on the right thing, whatever we do will begin to prosper. Our leaf will not wither and will be like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in season. The blessings that God has for us, the blessings that God wants to give to us, the good things that God wants to do for us, they will begin manifesting when they are supposed to. May that be your portion, my brother or my sister. May that be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Plotting evil will cause uh, will cause just the opposite. See, plotting evil, we won't be like a tree planted by streams of water. See, a tree planted by streams of water, they roots are, are being constantly nourished, constantly nourished, constantly strengthened. When we're plotting evil, we're not being nourished properly. We're not being strengthened properly. We're being nourished with the wrong thing, you know, and we're not growing the way we should grow. Our leaf is withering, we're just withering. Things that are just withering up. What we do fails. It just doesn't work. It doesn't come through. It doesn't happen when we are meditating on the wrong things. Lord, help us meditate on the right things today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Plotting evil, you know, you and I, when we plot evil, we have already gotten off on the wrong foot. And just like in a journey, taking one step out of the way, if you and I continue on that path, we're going to end up out of the way, just taking one step. You know, oftentimes you hear people talk about it. Any journey starts with one step. Well, that means a journey going toward where you want to go and even a journey going in the wrong direction. It starts with one step. Plotting evil is the first step in your life and in my life in going the wrong way. And if we are going the wrong way, we are going to end up in the wrong way unless we change. Plotting evil is the first step in going astray. Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We know that was sin. But the first step toward that sin was when he started thinking in his mind, let me eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Ananias and Sapphira held back money that they were supposed to give to the church. And that's where they ended up. That was what they did. But the first step in that going astray or in that era was when they thought, let me hold back this money and then lie to the Spirit of God and lie to God's apostle. So understand that, that going on a journey to get you and I in the right place, it starts with a step. And going on a journey to get you and I in the wrong place, it too starts with a step. Plotting evil. That is the first step in going wrong. This is why the scripture tells us above all else, guard your heart, guard your mind. Why? Because what Satan want to do is he want to plant a whole lot of missteps in our mind. Just get us to thinking on doing something wrong. Just thinking on doing. We're supposed to be meditating on the Bible. Just has just told us what we're supposed to be meditating on. So the adversary come in and say, I meditate on something else. God has told us what to think on. God has told us what to do. God has told us what to say. The adversary says, ah, come on. You don't have to do that. Ah, come on. You don't have to say that. Ah, you don't have to. You don't. And that is where we get off track. May every soul under the sound of my voice that has gotten off track get back on track today in the name of Jesus Christ.
May we not like be like Ananias and Sapphira who ended up having to die for their being led astray. May we come back. May we come back in the name of Jesus Christ. May we get back on track, get back on track in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who plot evil are off track. Those who continue with evil are off track. God does not want you and me off track because, see, we don't know what we're going to have to lose. You know, we just think it's just just a little off track. We don't know what God, how God is going to have to blast us for that. Ananias and Sapphira, I'm sure they didn't think they would have to die for holding back a little bit of money. But that's exactly what ended up happening to them. those who plot let us plot let us plan what is good let us plot what is planned what is righteous let us plot let us plan let us work hard to guard what we plan guard what we plot bible said all a man's ways seem innocent to him you and i might be thinking in our little mind that it's all right it's all right but the bible says motive are weighed by the Lord. Lord said, what is your motive? You thinking just, it's just fine. It's all right. Obviously, because you keep doing it. But God is saying, what is your motive? All a man's ways seem innocent to him. And I'm not what Ananias and Sapphira were doing seem innocent to them. God weighed the motives, and the, the motives were not innocent to God. So, 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 and Lord is dealing with me. It's not what's innocent to you, Robert Bryant. It's not what's innocent to my people, to my children. God said, it's what's innocent to me, saith the Lord. So we got to find out what's innocent to God, because we'll be thinking stuff is innocent, and God be thinking, and God be thinking that it's terrible. We'll be thinking it's innocent. I was just, I was, and God be sitting back saying, "Uh uh-uh. You're stealing, Ananias. You're stealing, Sapphira. We're thinking it's innocent. We just, we just, we just, we just. So my prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we find out what is innocent to God. So oftentimes what is innocent to us is terrible to God. See, we are a little different from God. We sin. God does not. We can be influenced by the devil. God says, Robert, in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord. God says, I cannot. All right, children of God, the Lord bless you all. May heaven continue to smile on you. Uh, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters, Kenston, North Carolina, USA, signing out. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.